Hey guys, welcome to my channel. My name is Dr. Tom LeHue and we're talking about all kinds of cool stuff with the Enneagram. We're going to be talking about type twos today and the need to feel important. Are you an important person? Do you feel like you're an important person? Do others help you? Or do they make you feel unimportant? We're going to talk about it. Okay, so before we get started, in the description below is a link to my website, TomLahue.com, where you can book Enneagram coaching appointments or relationship coaching or whatever I can do to help you. Please make an appointment. We'll talk about it on Zoom. Okay, and also there are uh, certificate classes if you are interested in becoming an Enneagram coach or you're already a life coach or a teacher or a pastor or anything in the helping professions or you just want to know more about all this stuff. I got a lot of different classes available and I'd love to see you in one of them so that you can learn more, be challenged, interact with other students and feel more equipped to be able to go out and help people. Look, the problem is not that there's not enough problems out there in the world or problem people. The problem is that we don't have enough people trained to uh, offer care and support. So I'd love to see you in one of those classes. Uh, and also, um, I have an events page. If I can come out to your team on site and I can do that live or I can do that through Zoom and coach your team and help them to understand more about themselves and as a staff to relate better to each other, whether that's nonprofit or corporate or education or ministry, whatever I can do, uh, invite me out. I'd love to come meet your, your team. Okay, so we're going to be talking about uh, type twos and we're going to continue our discussion from Beatrice Chestnut's new book, The Enneagram Guide to Waking Up, fantastic book, and she talks about key patterns for every type. And, um, you know, she's mentioned already of type twos, uh, the need to be liked. It's good to be liked. I like being liked. I think most people do. Some people, maybe it's not, some types, maybe it's not as big a priority, but the need to be liked. Um, minimizing your own needs while seeking to please others. Uh, we've talked about focus on relationships. And now we get into this fourth one, which is wanting to feel important. Wanting to feel important. Now, it's helpful to remember that twos, you know, are on the uh, on the feeling side of the Enneagram, the worth and value side, twos, threes, and fours, you might say, are all struggling with a similar problem. Where does my worth and value come from? How do I know that I am a person that matters? And from my Christian worldview, I would say in the Garden of Eden, that wasn't a problem for us. We were in this wonderful position where we knew our worth and value created in the image of God, but we don't live in the Garden of Eden any longer. And so we struggle with problems of anger and fear and of worth and value. We have fallen from that position that we used to hold. And now there are three strategies, three strategies to deal with fear, three strategies to deal with anger and three strategies to deal with worth and value. The most direct strategy is always the center one, nine, six, and three. And the most direct strategy to deal with questions of worth and value, the three takes the most direct path. If you want to deal with this issue of having worth and value, then add worth and value to yourself. Be a person of value, accomplish something, achieve something. Twos and fours take a more indirect approach at this problem. If I need to feel important, I need to feel like I have value, then I need to become important to the people that are important to me. If I make myself necessary, if I make myself important to people, then I get that sense or that feeling of being an important person. I feel like my my life matters. It's helpful for all three of these types to remember that your life matters, whatever you do or don't do. Your, you matter simply because you exist, because you are a human, because you are a person, because you are created in the image of God. 
you have value and you had it when you were born you had it from the time of your infancy and you will have it till the time you depart this world so yes you can do valuable things for people and yes you can accomplish things but your value is intrinsic to who you are so that's important for you to start from that perspective, I think, that I already have value. I don't need to prove my value. And of course, that's easy coming from somebody who's not a worth and value type over on the other side, the fear side of the Enneagram. Anyway, so let's let's start with this issue of, of wanting to feel important. Okay. You know, and so that motivates a lot of behaviors, right? It motivates a lot of your thinking. It motivates a lot of your action. Um, and it's probably not necessarily cognitively thought that way. I'm waking up today and I want to feel important to people. That's probably not how it works in your brain. I like to think of it more as I go to bed at night needing to believe that I'm a person that has made a difference. That's probably a lot more likely is I want to go to bed at night believing I'm a person that is connected, that loves others, that is loved by others that is helpful to other people, that lifts other people up. There's a lot of suffering out there in this world, a lot of hardships out there, and I'm helping, I'm making a difference. I'm, I'm encouraging people to become all that they could be. And when I go to bed at night, that gives me a sense that my life is making a difference. And I need that. I need to feel like my life is impacting people in a helpful, profound way. And it may not be extravagant. It may just need, I need clues from people every once in a while to remind me that, that I'm, I'm helpful to them. I'm pleasing to them. Like, like that they're, they're glad to be connected to me. And that motivates, that could motivate a lot of good behavior, a lot of encouraging, helpful behavior. And you know, when this is moderated and kept in check, then I think it is, it is a really good motivator to get you out there to do good things for people and to be a blessing in the lives of other people. But as all things, sometimes our strength becomes our weakness and it can have a downside as well. So let's, let's explore that. Notice if you tend to feel driven and she uses the word impress, impress people. And I, I don't know, maybe two wing threes might feel that a little bit more that need to like impress people to come off as like an impressive person. Like, wow, you really thought of everything, Aunt Marie. You got towels and you bought pancake mix and you, um, you know, you had um, all of our clothes folded up. I mean, I'm being very maternal here, aren't I? Wow, Uncle Bill, you really thought of everything. You um, had the grass cut and you had... Um, I don't know, maybe this illustration is not working out so well. Let's just say maybe you're a little bit driven to impress people. Um, I want them to be amazed at all the things I thought of and all the wonderful details, attention I gave to details to make them feel welcome, to make them feel like they are valued. Notice though that a lot of times that's not reciprocated, right? When it's your birthday, where's all the balloons? right? When it's your birthday, where's all the, uh, you know, where's the homemade cake? Where's all the candles? Where, and that can be very discouraging. If you give all this attention to other people to make them a priority, um, and then when it comes around your turn, other people don't maybe put that same effort in, or they don't send the card when you're not feeling well, you, you make all the comments on their post, and then they make no comments back on your post. All right, so notice if you feel driven to impress or please the most important people in your life. Again, that you're a nurturer. 
whether you're male or female, you are a nurturer driven to take care of people, to nurture them, to encourage them, to, to build them up, to fill them up, to be a source of goodness and life for those people. You may notice that you expend a lot of energy on earning the affection of people you value. Spending a lot of energy. Okay, well, if you spend too much energy, then you're going to get to that word exhausted again. You're going to feel like exhausted, like, oh my gosh, I'm just so done. I'm so tired of this. Expending a lot of energy. You know, when you expend energy, you usually hope to get some kind of return for that energy. Part of that return is just you going to bed at night knowing that I take care of people, I help people, I'm a good person. And that could be some of what's motivating it. But Maybe on another level is an expectation that people will reciprocate that energy back on you. And when they don't, and when they don't, which at times they won't, how do you feel? We've already talked about this. All right. You value and the need to be important. The need to be important. The need to be important. You know, you think of yourself as a two, like, no, I'm just here to take care of others. Other people are the priority. Other people are important. But I want to challenge you to, like, just do some self-reflection and think about it. Do you need to feel important? Do you need to, to move an agenda forward? What is the agenda that you want to move forward? Do you tend to try to, at least behind the scenes, maybe in a more direct way, but at least indirectly, do you tend to try to move people in a certain direction? Because you might not see that in yourself, that you do that. You might think, no, I'm just here to help them. I'm just here to take care of them. But notice if there is within you this desire to have it communicated back to you from others that you are an important person, that you are a priority to them, uh, that you are not only a friend, but a best friend. How do you feel, for example, when other people say, oh, this is my best friend, this is my best friend, and they kind of exclude or push you out by being each other's best friend? Do you sense within you a sense that, like, I want to be someone's best friend? I used to be someone's best friend. Um, that, that special friend, not just, I want to see people be happy, but secretly I want to be the reason that they're happy. I want to be, I want to feel like, like my life is, is one of the reasons or the primary reason that this person is happy. How do you feel if people are happy without you? How do you feel? Is there a little bit of a twinge of, you know, irritation when people seem to be very happy and enjoying themselves without your company or without your presence or without your support? Um, something to think about. Okay. Um, this can leave you frequently with the feeling that you're not important enough or that you're not, it's not being communicated to you that you are important enough. Like they couldn't make it without me. They'd be lost without me. They need my advice. They need my encouragement. What would they do without me? Well, they'd just be lost without me. What if they wouldn't? Would that, how, what, how does that feel? Like, Maybe you just go straight to depression. Fine, they'd be better off without me. The world would be better off without me. Look at me, this poor, hurt, innocent person who's just trying to take care of others. And this is the thanks I get after all I've done. This can leave you feeling like you're not important enough. Notice, it's not really that you're not important enough. It's that other people aren't communicating to you enough how important you are. So maybe you might notice, do I fall short of gaining the approval that I think I need? Um, how are other people not communicating back to me what I need from them or what I feel like I need from them? If you focus your attention on how you fall short of gaining 
the attention or the approval or the importance that you think you deserve, notice that. Notice if other people aren't communicating back to you uh, that sense of importance. And then ask yourself, like, why do I need this so much? How different would my life be if I didn't need other people so desperately to communicate my importance and value back to them? Wouldn't it be great if they would change? It would be great if other people would change. Wouldn't it be wonderful? It would be wonderful if other people would just do what you need them to do. But what if they don't? Are you gonna continue a life of desperation and misery? Um, what if you didn't have this need so so strongly in your life? Think, think of the relief that you would feel if this weight could come off of this sense that I need other people to communicate my worth and value back to me. If I could relax that a little bit, push against that, observe it, at least just observe it and say, yes, it's there, I feel that. Okay, well, what if instead of I need other people to do that for me, which would be great if they would, but if they won't or don't or don't understand it, what if you could relax the need and say, other people don't have this need as strong as I do? Well, there I go again, a two feeling all the stuff that twos feel. Maybe I could relax this sense or this need, this desperate need for this, and how different would my life be and how much freer would I be if I didn't need to become what other people need me to be in order to get this sense communicated back to me that I matter, that I have importance, that I'm valuable to them. It's great if you're motivated to help people because you wanna help them. That's wonderful. It's wonderful if you're motivated to love people because people deserve to be loved. It's wonderful if you're motivated to take care of people because you see a need and you know that you can help and you wanna help. That's all wonderful. But is there something else going on behind the scenes? Are you expecting other people to be impressed? Are you expecting them to be grateful? Are you expecting them to be thankful? And how do you feel when they don't communicate that back to you? Is there a certain hollowness or frustration that you feel when people fail to communicate back to you that your life has made a difference, your life has made an impact, your, your presence is so wanted and so helpful? What if you don't receive that back from them? Then are you inclined to disconnect and pull away and withdraw? And if you are, then you have to ask, was my motivation ever to really serve them? because when I don't get it reciprocated back, I feel like I don't want to take care of them. So what is that? Is that really love? That's something for you, I think, to challenge yourself with. But I just wanna make this point of how wonderful it might feel if you could relax that need a little bit and not feel the need so desperately to be a person that matters, to be a person that's making a difference, to be a person that's, that they couldn't have done it without you. Just think how freeing it would be if you just thought for a second, what if I was just a normal person? Is it okay for me to just be a normal person, to just show up as a normal person shows up, to just observe and to watch without needing to encourage or needing to make a big impact or make a big splash or to be the one that knows all the gossip and knows all the secrets and is everybody's special best friend. Just think of how much energy you expend at that kind of thing. And is it always, at the end of the day, worth it? Okay. What else do we see here? Um, notice how you rely on the approval of others to confirm your own sense of your self-worth. Notice how you rely on other people to affirm your sense of your own self-worth, which can keep you from feeling okay uh, about yourself if people disapprove of you in any way. How do you feel if people disapprove of you? If they're upset with you, if they say, oh, excuse me, ma'am, you're not supposed to be in that seat. Excuse me, sir, you can't walk on the grass. 
Oh, wait, wait, no, no, I was just, oh, oh, no, 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 I was. Just notice how you feel if maybe you get the sense that somebody's disapproving of you. And you know how that feels gross, right? You hate it. You hate it when people don't approve of you, when they're upset with you, when they don't, when they, when they're frustrated with you. Now just flip that around and, and notice how sometimes maybe you communicate that to other people when they don't respond to you with amazement and wonder and enthusiasm, when they don't respond to you in the way that you would hope they would respond. Notice if you give any disapproving glances or any frustrated looks at them. You don't want to be disapproved of, but notice if you might just ask the people around you, do you ever feel like I'm disapproving of you? Do you ever feel like I'm, I communicate my frustrations with you? Might be a humbling exercise, but humility is good for twos. In fact, it's kind of the antidote for pride to humble yourself. As soon as you humble yourself and realize, you know what, the world could go on without me. Not in a desperate, the world doesn't care about me, the world could go on without me, they, they won't even miss, not that. That's not what I'm talking about. Just that sense that the world could go on, the family could go on, life would go on, and people would make it even without your support. Now, if you, if you could embrace that little bit of humility, notice that it feels gross and it feels awful, but notice that it brings just this relaxing element to it, to your life of, I should show up to help people if I want to. I should show up to take care of people if I want to. Not because if I didn't, then I wouldn't matter. Then I would just be, you know, a loser that everybody else has to take care of. A loser that everybody else has to take care of? Do you feel like that when you take care of people, that they're just losers that you have to take care of? I don't think so. So why would you be a loser then that other people need to take care of? Other people might want to know that you're human like they are. Oh, you're a normal person with needs? Yeah, like one of us. Like one of us. Notice the pride. One of us. And you have to humble yourself and notice like what you get out of this. You get this piece of, of not having to perform for everybody. Not having to please everybody. Wouldn't it feel great if you could just show up as a regular person in life and not have to perform or please or serve or take care of? I mean, if, if that's your orientation to people, I could see why maybe you just don't even want to join anything anymore. Like in your old age, you're like, I just don't even want to join it anymore. Why? Because everywhere you go, it's, a, it's exhausting to give out all this energy. But here's the point. Nobody's asking you to do this. Nobody's asking you to do all of this. I mean, people come to expect it because that's the way you tend to show up. But you're putting this pressure on yourself you're putting the pressure on yourself. Like I've got to, or I'm what? Just like them? Something to think about. Okay. Um, notice how you feel. Not okay if you get the message that people are frustrated with you or disapprove of you or they didn't find you pleasing. Um, this can drive you to either being, I'm done, I'm out of here, I don't, I, I, my help's not wanted. So I'm just disconnecting, I'm withdrawing, I'm hurt, I'm frustrated, I'm depressed, I'm discouraged. Or it might drive you to further efforts. Well, I'm gonna break through, I'm gonna break through that shell and I'm gonna prove to them what? Prove what? That I can break through their withdrawn, you know, forlorn countenance. I'm gonna break through and I'm gonna get through to that person and I will make them love me. I will make them love me. Wait a minute, you're not here to make people love you, right? You're here to love other people. Well, you know, in order to love other people, you gotta be filled with love yourself. 
So let me just ask you that. Are you filled with love yourself? Look inside. You know, as soon as you start to look inside, you start moving toward four, which is good for you. Look inside. What's in there? Is it full of good things that you want to share with other people? Or is it just a big, empty, hollow well like a cistern and you're trying to just get a drink from anywhere you can and I need people to communicate my importance, my value, my worth? Are you serving out of a fullness or are you serving because you're empty? Are you reaching out to people because you're full and you have something to give? Or are you reaching out because I feel empty inside and I need confirmation from them that they love me and that I matter. Powerful stuff. All right. I'll see you guys next time. As always, be present to life.